Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 97 of On the Flank, getting so close to 100. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, last week was the last week of the regular season, season three of the Overwatch League, coming to an end, um, at least the regular season. We got playoffs coming up soon, uh, but this past week, we had um, some important matches for some teams, some uh, unimportant matches for some other teams, um, but uh, just a, f- a nice, fun weekend overall. I think we it ended with some really good Overwatch. Maybe there wasn't that much at the beginning, but um, let's first talk about NA and the what we were talking about on last podcast, Joe. The battle for that fifth seed, which is so important because it's basically just an automatic pass into the actual playoffs themselves, the losers bracket that we'll see down the line here. You won't have to play these play in games to get into the top eight. If you get that fifth seed Um, and it started off uh, uh, pretty slow immediately when the LA gladiators lost to the Florida mayhem, unfortunately, because that meant uh, the Valiant would have to lose to the Titans for, for them to have any contention there. Um, but later in the week, Gladiators looked a lot better, beating the Atlanta Reign 3-1, and then end up beating the Valiant 3-2. Um, Joe, this weekend, uh, I mean, LA Valiant ended up getting the fifth seed off of um, off of monthly tournament wins, basically, because they got top four in one of them. Um, but overall, in the regular season, the Gladiators um, had more wins than the Valiant, Gladiators did not lose to the Valiant all season. Which team do you think deserves the five seed more, Gladiators or Valiant here, Joe? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, um, uh, I think uh, this past week uh, I had picked uh, Valiant in this matchup. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, oh, I just got a notification Oh, okay, eight and nine p.m. They're gonna do a fire <laughs> drill in here. Okay. So, oh, thank but, God. <laughs> okay, but it. as far as uh, <laughs> gladiators and Valiant go, uh, yeah, I mean, I had picked uh, Ellie Valiant, obviously in this matchup. Um, um, but you're right; like a lot of the the benefits. I think even were they like top four in May or something. Yeah, um, I think it was the first tournament, or maybe it was the second. I can't remember, but one of them they got top four. They made it semifinals in one of them. Yeah, so you know that may have been the the boost they needed as far as that goes. I mean, um, we, Gladiators have been pretty solid. I mean, Gladiators, Atlanta, uh, Valiant. Um, I don't even know that I would necessarily put Dallas in this category too. Who uh, came in at um, uh, right under those three at number eight, um, but it all have been. Uh, in my head, performing relatively similarly, just in terms of like uh, they've got you know good um, standout moments, and then some that aren't so much. Um, but um, but yeah, this was, this was a really good series. I forget uh, is this the one that I picked to rewatch? Uh, it was not, but it was yours. It was the one I picked. Um, yeah. yeah, you're right. There were a couple really nice ones this week. Um, but as far as yeah, I, I think La Valiant. If I had to. If I had to order them, I probably would put um, Valiant ahead. I think we've seen um, there's like more clearly the ability to perform, I think, 
uh, from the LA Valiant, and particularly, obviously, we contrast that with with preseason and all that stuff. We've talked about that before with this team, but uh, I can I can more easily see some of that stuff um, um, uh, for the LA Valiant. I mean, in, in number five, which, like we said, was a really important important seed to get because of the buys you have, but. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's one thing to get the seed and another thing to do something with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, it's not that big of a disadvantage for teams like the rain or the gladiators. They, all they have to do is win one game against, um, like the 10 through 13, basically, or nine through 13, uh, one of those teams and which is very doable for both the Atlanta rain and LA gladiators who, um, they've had s- some upsets against them this year, but they've pretty consistently been able to be even Dallas fuel has pretty consistently been able to beat up on those bottom teams there. So, um, it, it's, it is a pretty big deal for the LA Valiant here. I think LA Valiant has had some very good key wins that got them to that five seed. Um, and I do think they earned it. Uh, I think there are a lot of people arguing on Twitter that those tournament extra bonus wins in the tournaments didn't do enough. I still think they did a good amount to be honest. I like, I didn't want like, they just had a comparison of like, here's what the seating would be. If, um, if the tournament wins weren't included, here's what they are with the tournament wins included, which is what we ended up getting. Um, and there were barely, there weren't too many changes. Obviously Valiant is a big one. Um, gladiators would have had that five seed if valiant didn't get the bonus wins i think that's like a good enough i think that's good enough for me to be honest and i I think in a different season it would matter a lot more maybe where uh records were a lot closer because when you look at the standings you can easily divide it into tiers you have like the top three who have um 27 24 25 wins um i think they benefited either way if if they bo- boosted up these tournament wins even more, these are the three teams, the Dragons, Fusion, Shock, and like Eternal Guangzhou. Clearly, those five teams like benefited off of tournament wins a lot because you literally have Sh- Shock, Fusion, Dragons, like five wins above 20, and then no one else is at 20 wins. Obviously, they got a lot of bonus from the, from the tournaments. Um, the only reason we're not seeing such a big tournament difference is because most of the wins were given to the teams at the top here um and they the bonus shows more in the win total than than anything in these standings because either way without without those extra wins those teams are still the best teams by a lot so that's why that's why we're seeing that you got to dive a little deeper into why we're seeing that pattern rather than just saying oh we need more change even if they like boosted the tournament wins even more we wouldn't see that much change anyway because we would just see the three teams at the top gain like 10 more wins or whatever. And that's not going to change the standings. Um, they, they all, besides the fusion, I mean, the fusion made it to the, to the finals almost every time they made it to semifinals once. Um, so they got a lot of bonus wins. Like it's just, I think you got to dig a little deeper than just looking at the surface and saying, Oh, there needs to be more change because I, I don't, it's hard it's harder than you think to make tournaments matter that much. And I think they did matter a lot already. Um, clearly it gave the Valiant uh, a huge buy. So I think, it, yeah. I think it mattered a good amount personally. There's my, yeah, own, no, I mean, that make, there's my that little rant. Sense. Go ahead, Joe, if you want to talk. 
<laughs> you know, just just that I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, for for the difference that in this case it probably wouldn't have made. Um, but I mean, the biggest thing I can think of is, um, well, I mean, I, I was going to say things like, um, like when when Florida made it to finals, they they would have gotten a bump. Um, but even then, like you're talking about, it's it's not. It's going to even out because, like the teams, yeah. the teams above them, like Paris, also made it to finals and won. Guangzhou Charge won one. Like the teams ahead yeah. of them also are getting a lot of point bonus points. It's not just the Florida Mayhem. So it's that's why everything just evens out, kind of, because the top team, all the top teams at the standings, perform very well in all the tournaments. So yeah, it'll it'll stratify regardless of the numbers you attach to it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so I think the bonus ones were fine. Like I, I think the bonus ones are in place to not to like boost the top teams at all. I think they're t- there to boost teams like the Valiant or teams that are like on the edge of making playoffs. I think that's better for those teams that are like obviously in every season, every team isn't going to make playoffs. Hopefully, please don't implement this. Um, hopefully in future seasons, we'll have it like the last two seasons where 12 teams make it or whatever like um that's huge like la if this was last season la valiant would have pushed top eight because of that which um i believe was an automatic bid into the play or maybe it was an automatic bid i can't remember but either way like i I think that's where it matters more um it's about mid-table teams who perform well in the tournaments gain extra wins for it which will push them into playoffs hopefully um and then the top teams are just going to rack up insane amount of wins from it, which isn't really going to do anything. Seeding doesn't matter that much for the top teams. So, uh, yeah, that, there's a little rant. We could go back to <laughs> back to the games here, Joe. Um, hey, it's all good. It's all good. Let's let's talk. If people don't listen to this show for the rants, what do they listen to? It exactly. For? Exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk Pacific because we did talk Soul Dynasty a lot last week because they all of a sudden looked really good on dive. Um, but this week they looked, uh, it looked a little bit back to normal for me. Um, cause they did get three out by the Hangzhou spark. Um, they did end up winning a game against the London Spitfire, uh, but it did go to five maps and it was against the London Spitfire. So <laughs> maybe my stock's going a little bit down on soul dynasty. They still won a game, which is good. A close game, um, as well. So, and what what are you feeling on the Soul Dynasty going into playoffs now? Obviously, they were really hot last week. What what are you feeling after this week, Joe? Um, yeah, I mean, it was um, not a <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> could could have been a worse week for Soul. Put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you come out with the one and one. Uh, you, you did go to five maps against London. You you hate to see that, particularly since they've. Um, successfully avoided that um the last couple of weeks but at least it's a win right um playing the two matches they needed i i definitely expected um hangzhou v Seoul to be um uh closer than it was <laughs> that's for sure um because yeah in fact uh Seoul didn't even pick up a point that entire series um which you do not see very often but uh, I, I mean, regardless, um, you know, they were looking better against um, London, you know, for whatever whatever kind of measuring stick you give that. Um, 
uh, and actually, in fact, my my MVP from this week uh, doesn't usually happen this way, um, or to to give one out for a team that um, doesn't have an amazing week, but. Uh, but I am actually giving mine to profits uh, this week, uh, who who did look really nice on um, you know that DPS line. It's um, it's definitely a quite a history that dude's been trying to trying to maneuver through <laughs> um, these last couple seasons. But uh, I mean, you know, if uh, you, he's definitely one of the like bright spots on this team in terms of. Um, you know the hole that they've got to sort of dig themselves out of here in these playoffs because they're what like fifth seed I think yeah yep. in in Asia out of seven so I mean that's they they've got their work cut out for them um um and you know you got to hope um that some of the some of the cards fall in their favor I think it's um it, I'm my guess would be that it's a good thing for them that um that we they don't have a hero pool here in these playoffs. Um, if only just because there isn't um, the chance that one will go against them, because <laughs> I think that would be that would be your concern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not not necessarily hoping for one that's that favors you, but like as a soul fan, just be con- being concerned about one that might uh, one that might not. But uh, yeah, they've got a they've got a ways to go. Um, uh, you know, in their their quadruple header, quintuple header against London. <laughs> <laughs> coming out with, um, uh, I don't think they dropped any of those series. They so drop any of the London games, so pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's something. I, I mean, and just you know, sort of wrap that up. It's just that you know, we we know we've seen um, how how close Asia is. That I think they've definitely still got a a real nice shot at it too. Yeah, I would. I speaking of London for a second, I I would be really interested to see how London would have played against the NA teams, to be honest, because obviously they're last in APAC. Um, they put off some great performances against like Shanghai or Seoul and all these teams before. They are just, they're barely close to these wins. I just wonder if they stayed in NA, where they would be in those standings. I am super interested in that, uh, but I don't think we'll be able to see until next season. We got a little bit of it at the beginning of the season, but of course they were rookies. We had no clue. Um, and I think this team has grown a lot. As far as Seoul goes, they they might have a their first playoff game might be against Hangzhou Spark again. That's what it's looking like to me. So, um, yeah, they're really gonna have to at least score some points uh, this time against Hangzhou Spark if they're gonna want to make it in, into the top four there in APAC. Um, which it's usually important. Yeah, definitely important. They forgot that that, that was important this past week. Hopefully, they remember uh, in the playoffs. <laughs> um besides that in apec there wasn't that much action this week there were only three games actually uh it seems like the apec were, were well caught up on games since they had less teams in that region they were able to play more um in the regular season uh the only other one was nyxl 3 one in london spitfire Didn't, don't think there's anything too newsworthy there um yeah but besides that i, I guess we had um the Titans played twice this week. Three of the Boston Uprising, like they usually do. As someone who works for the Boston Uprising, I can't remember <laughs> how many times we've been three would by the Vancouver Titans, but it's a good amount. Um, and then they, of course, get three would by the LA Valiant, and that was the moment LA Valiant locked up that five seed. Um, Fuel had two games: a nice one against Toronto, but a loss against Paris. Um, 
And so far for me, Joe, this new Dallas Fuel is a lot of the same. It's beating up on bad teams and losing to good teams. Um, are you seeing anything new there for the Dallas Fuel or anything hopeful going into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, um, at least that bar is good uh, for, for <laughs> Dallas. I mean, that's that bar uh, isn't always maintained necessarily. Uh, but yeah, the, a win against uh, Toronto specifically this week and losing to Paris, um, both of them three one. I mean, um, the, you know, not not super surprising. We we both picked Paris um, uh, this past week when we did predictions. Uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, well, I was gonna say I think Dallas uh, may potentially be you know looking ahead to to season four, but I mean, yeah, it's not even. Uh, I don't even know if I can accurately say that because I think you know there's they're going to have some kind of successes I think because um, they are like at the top of this um, bottom half of North America I think it's fair to say <laughs> um, and they're going to pick up a win or two um, you know in the playoffs after that I think uh, it's just a matter of kind of seeing how far you go um, I feel like we've said this several times about that about dallas in the past but um uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see um a good chunk of changes um you know in the off season um uh, I mean, we, we've already seen a couple notable drops already for dallas but um uh, um uh, trying to you know shake stuff up new new coaching staff new um uh, new new spots in the roster at least um but again before that happens they've got uh They've got probably a couple of playoff games to win, I would think. Yeah, I mean, as the seeding goes, the Dallas Field currently should make it to that top eight because they are the eighth seed. Um, they just got to beat one one team there at the bottom part of the standings. Uh, if I were them, I would not want to see the Houston Outlaws or the Banker Titans. Houston's had a fair shot against Dallas all year, uh, so that would be a little scary for me. Uh, and Vancouver just seems to surprise every once in a while, to be honest, like Vancouver, I feel like is a sneaky team there in that bottom half who can perform well against these top teams. I would be also a little scared um, if I had the field to play them. It'll be interesting to see their playoff performance, see if they decide to keep young as their full time head coach. Of course, he's still their interim head coach after um, after Arrow, unfortunately, got let go. Uh, but yeah, young. We'll see how he does in playoffs. I'd be interested to see if they keep him next year um, or if he's just an interim. And uh, notably, Fuel v. Toronto is is the third um, likely potential matchup there in that second round. Yep, just, um, just depends. Which, which would be a rematch. <laughs> yep, I feel, feel definitely like that one, I would say. Uh, of course, they just beat him. Uh, of course, they, they have last pick out of those two teams, though. Uh, Gladiators yeah. and Rain get to pick first, so. We'll see who they get left with. Uh, first, we got to see who wins those those two games there. <laughs> but D- Defiant automatically does get to be in that be in that little part because um, they are the the nine seed, I believe. Yeah. So uh, first, we got to see who wins those games, which are on a Thursday. Haven't had a Thursday game in a while. It's true. Okay. Um, I forgot to mention my MVP, which is on the Gladiators, which is Bird Ring. Um, and I think it's funny that our MVPs are Prophet and Bird Ring, the <laughs> old duo on London's Pitfire. 
Um, the gold and purple. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Birdwing just performed super well for my gladiators this past weekend. Really enjoyed watching him get two huge wins against the Rain and the Valiant, even though they didn't mean much and didn't get gladiators the five seed in the end. I think they meant a good amount for the gladiators going into playoffs. Gives them a little bit of momentum. The fact that they beat um, especially the Valiant, a team who is already top eight. So exciting stuff for them. Uh, let's finish off the week recap by talking about San Francisco Shock Atlanta Rain, which I think Gladiators should be even happier than it be Atlanta Rain after Atlanta Rain almost took it to the San Francisco Shock, they, which they have a history of doing, of course, last year in the playoffs. The only team to beat the San Francisco Shock in the postseason. So um, the Atlanta Rain just falling short in the end. They took map two and map map three there. Um which were uh, Havana and Kings Row, but unfortunately could not take the last two. And um, Elios was super close too. Well, those were super close. So very close series. Why do you, why do you think Atlanta was able to show up so well here? Um, I guess the shock. Do you, do you think it was um, legitimately them? Or do you think the shock were just like, uh, we are, we don't need to try here. This is the last, last week of the season. We already have, um, we already have our seating locked up, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, um, it very well could have been a combination of both. Um, I, you're definitely right. Atlanta, um, uh, you know, showed up arguably more here than in their match against um, the Gladiators, which they also lost, um, but uh, but not as close. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was good to see some of the looks we were able to. Um, that uh, Atlanta was able to try to. We saw uh, Saucy get some play time. Uh, who hasn't recently, I don't believe, um, particularly on the Sombra, I believe he was playing, because um, uh, uh, obviously she was uh, coming, coming back into some of the compositions we've been able to see. But, um, you know, I mean, Shock was playing their, their starters, more or less. Um, we got to see some striker, I guess, near near the end of the season, or near the end of the series. That's, um, you, you know, that's a note there. But, um, um, pretty, pretty, yeah, it was a really good series. I liked um, Havana in particular was um, <laughs> almost some hubris out of the San Francisco shock um, in the the second round of attacks. Um, which, if if you watch that prediction map, you'll you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. But that uh, a good chunk of that may have just um, uh, you, you know you could relax a little bit. Um, as a San Francisco shock. And meanwhile, Atlanta, um, uh, you, you know, obviously uh, was, was left behind when it came to that um, sort of mid mid table tiebreaker with LA Valiant, LA Gladiators. But uh, but a good showing nonetheless, and good uh, good practice for you know whatever might happen uh, uh, once once these playoffs comes around. Yeah, um, I, I'm hoping Atlanta Rain brings that tenacity like they did last year because of course it was super entertaining to see see an upset like that uh loses brackets in place for a reason though um atlanta rain unable to make it too far after that huge upset uh but maybe they could pull off a nice upset again this year um i got nothing else to talk about for this past week joe you got anything before we move into the news um uh, i mean it's crazy last week of the regular season uh, i don't yeah. know that uh, <laughs> flew by yeah, it, 
<laughs> I don't know. It, 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 you're right. It was quick, and now it's gone. Um, and now we're looking down the barrel of some playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. And, uh, I mean, we'll get into it, but um, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite an interesting thing. Yeah, I'm excited to predict playoffs. I'm very excited for playoffs in general. Um, and I am the regular season prediction champ as well uh, because true. that Valiant Gladiators match was what it all came down to, and uh, the Gladiators came up <laughs> big for me. Thank you. It did indeed. Yes. And of course, of course, we will continue to award points for the playoffs. So yeah, so it, see how it goes. I am the defending season two champion. Yes. So. You gotta, you gotta see how that goes. <laughs> exactly. It's not, it's not over yet. I did win regular season, but it's all about the the final run here in the playoffs. Um, there was an experimental mode patch with a lot of nerfs, <laughs> like almost exclusively nerfs. I don't know if I remember a buff being on that on those notes, Joe. Um, yeah, not that I can think of. But yeah, you you're the patch man. You want to take it from here. <laughs> Yeah, so Experimental Patch, uh, three days ago, came out on the Experimental Card, which means you can go play it right now. Um, and the link that I linked was not the patch notes. Here are the patch notes. Uh, lots of different changes to lots of different heroes. Um, uh, it was a developer forum post um, that sort of explained some of these things, too. They said, um, you know, after they've... Um, um, put lots of tank nerfs through and it says we've seen some feedback about gameplay pacing feeling much faster with fewer barriers in play um, and so basically they described it as a, a, a power scaling patch um, changing lots of heroes particularly their primary and secondary fire abilities excuse me to turn down uh, turn down some damage turn down some healing as well um, touching on uh, 12 heroes specifically uh, which is still only like I mean, it's less than half the less than half the cast, but lots of significant changes here. Uh, so we'll just sort of sort of dive into it. And I guess the the first one is that uh, it's actually a change not to a hero, but uh, back to armor. Uh, obviously, its most recent change was in the heat of the goats meta, um, as they were trying to deal with uh, Brig and all of the stuff that that she provided, uh, where its damage reduction was changed. Uh, uh, this doesn't actually uh, result in a change to damage reduction, but um, specifically the beam type damage reduction uh, against armor is now increased from 20% to 30%. Um, meaning that now armor is better um, or, or it's, I should say beams are worse against armor than they used to be by about um, well, by about 50%. <laughs> um, <laughs> at, at this point, the damage reduction is 50% larger. Um, and, but so, you know, obviously buffs to, uh, armored characters, um, a good chunk of tanks and brig, um, and I guess Torb has some when he overloads, but, uh, <laughs> that's the change there. But, um, yeah, basically the rest of these changes, um, almost exclusively are nerfs started with Ana cause it's alphabetical. Her, uh, primary fire biotic rifle ammo reduced from 14 to 12, um, which um, so several of these are ammo changes, but obviously that can contribute to um, you know you spend more time reloading, which means you are spending less time um, doing damage or healing in this case, um, and your ultimate charge is slower. So I mean it's it's still a it's still a change even with um, even when it's not you know directly 
um, impacting the numbers necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash's gun, the Viper, uh, her ammo reduced from 15 to 12. Um, and the damage that she deals uh, when aiming down sights has been reduced from 85 to 80. Um, and I don't know, I, I didn't uh, sit down and think about any breakpoints, but that might be a breakpoint change. Uh, maybe when she's damage boosted, for instance. Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, Baptiste, his uh, biotic launcher, uh, the right click, uh, secondary fire, healing grenades, ammo reduced from 12 to 10. And his regenerative burst for his team, um, well, its total healing has been reduced from 150 to 75. He'll, he only deals uh, half as much healing to his team in the AoE. Um, but uh, after that change, uh, he'll now receive twice as much healing from regenerative burst. In other words, that he can heal himself for 150 using that ability. Um, all the rest of his team only heals for 75. Um so you know the the AOE heal essentially turned down on uh, for Baptiste. Uh, Junkrat's frag launcher. That's obviously just regular left click impact damage reduced from fifty to forty, uh, from one hundred thirty to one hundred twenty total damage per grenade. Uh, notably, that means that um, your your grenade plus mine combo um, does not one hit kill Reaper uh, or May. Uh, I think are the only two hundred fifty health targets left in the game mm-hmm. uh, after breaks change um, so you know in, in all your your Junkrat v May matchups that you see um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a change for him there uh, McCree's primary fire uh, his peacekeeper uh, the recovery rate and the um, uh, time between shots before you can shoot again increased from 0.42 seconds to uh, 0.5 seconds flat um so I don't know um, what it was before. It was uh, decreased recently because uh, it was decreased semi-recently, uh, one of McCree's last buffs, but uh, uh, tuned back up just a little bit there. Uh, Moira uh, got some more changes again. Um, it's, uh, it's like the third successive experimental card she's she's seen a change on. <laughs> um, and this... In this particular one, it's more along the lines of these um, power scaling changes, though, rather than a, um, a more significant rework, uh, where the uh, her left-click healing, uh, the leering heal it applies, has been reduced from 4 seconds to 2 seconds. Um, and in fact, um, some of that healing... Uh, doing math very quickly. Technically, the healing per second has been increased just a little bit. Uh, from 65 to 70. Um, so now basically the, the healing effect um, used to be that you could um, click on <laughs> click on your allies and they would heal 65 health. Um, now they only deal 35 health. Um, that doesn't make sense. I don't know what I'm looking at for sure. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> uh, but yes, healing per second increased from 65 to 70, but the duration of that heal has been turned down. Uh, I don't know if maybe this uh, Reddit poster tried to do some math themselves or what. Um, and, and, but her healing resource consumption consumption rate uh, has been increased from 11 to 14, I guess, units per second or something. I don't know what the unit is there. Um, so you'll, uh, you'll use up your healing resource, uh, more rapidly, uh, while healing with Moira now, 
but as a trade-off, uh, when you deal damage, your resource gain rate has been um, increased by 50%, uh, which is actually pretty significant. So you'll be out quicker. Um, but uh, when you're you have more incentive to deal damage because uh, your your resource comes back. And again, the attach angle of her um, of her damage uh, primary fire has been reduced by 37%, which, again, that's a change we've seen um, um, in lots of these different experimental cards already. Um, uh, so that's Moira. <laughs> There's still several heroes. Uh, Arissa, her halt just recently got changed. It's getting changed again, with its radius increasing from 4 to 5, and projectile speed reduced from 30 to 25. So going uh, a little back more in the direction than it came from, um, in terms of um, the, it's a slower ability, it's a larger ability, gives you a little bit more um, uh, raw control there. Of course, that's like the only buff on this, right? <laughs> it's to Arissa. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it you know, it depends depends on even how you call it a buff or not, because uh, it also increases the counterplay available. Because like, yeah, it's, if it's a slower projectile, you can eat it more readily. Um, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's, it's hard to say sometimes. Yep. Uh, uh, Farah, her rocket launcher recovery time has been increased from 0.75 to 0.85 seconds. Um, so a little, a little bit less firing there. Um, Symmetra's uh, secondary fire, uh, the orbs she can sh charge up and shoot, uh, max damage reduced from 140 to 120. Uh, then Widowmaker, uh, got a pretty significant change. Um, that her uh, her gun, which I had forgotten, was called the Widow's Kiss, but evidently it is. Um, <laughs> that her maximum ammo increased from thirty to thirty five. Um, but her scoped in shots, uh, her secondary fire, uh, the ammo cost increased from three to five. So now you can only fire seven times before reloading um, instead of ten. Um, and her scope shots now have up to 50% damage falloff, uh, starting at 60 meters uh, up to 85. So once you hit 85 meters, that is the 50% um, damage falloff, uh, which is super significant, because uh, that just hasn't been the case for Widowmaker um, either ever or in a very long time. I did see, um, I did see someone visually over on video like show this range and it's like not it's basically nothing like it's very far um like she'll have to shoot someone very far away for that fall off to happen basically so it's not that big of a deal but it is very interesting that they decided that she needed it um maybe some people were hitting some nut shots and people were getting very upset or something i don't know <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting because it, and it's you know contrasting with some of the changes they made in the past um, in terms of uh, the uh, if that that hit scan doesn't have fall off or projectile does uh, and I guess um, McCree is an example of, of where that might not be the case but um, uh, but yeah the interesting change I mean you, you know like Ilios ruins was the example I thought of where you know those are some pretty uh, pretty long shots the widow usually takes, but uh, anyway, so, so so a niche change, but a, a definitely interesting one, nonetheless. And the last hero um, is Zarya, where her secondary fire uh, right-click projectiles 
uh, ammo cost increased from 20 to 25. So you can now only actually shoot four of those uh, before reloading um, as opposed to five. I think it used to be four at some point at least. Um, I think. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I do think it was at some point it was four and they bumped it to five shots. It may be, yeah. Um, but man, what a... <laughs> I did not... After the last experimental patch we got, which of course was pushed alive, I did not expect right away to get another huge experimental patch with an insane amount of nerfs and changes. And I don't know how the changes are going to be, but I mean, kudos to them for making a lot more changes again. And we also don't know, I guess, if this is going through again, but possibly. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, you know, good steps in the right direction. I'd love to see, um, um, obviously, more uh, more of the heroes getting this kind of touch, um, you know, which hopefully we'll see in the future. But um, it's definitely, definitely an interesting way to go. I mean, I know lots of people are are um, super in favor. I, I think in general I am too. Um, but you know, just because we haven't um, really seen what that actually might look like, and so I'm, I'm curious to uh, evaluate some of these yeah. um, experimental situations. I mean, it's also just like some of these heroes. It's been such a long time since they've been touched at all, and their numbers have been touched at all. And so much has happened in the game, whether it's patch note changes or even heroes being added or maps being added that it feels like the blizzard's approach to it, it it's kind of bad sometimes for some of these heroes that they just haven't touched really um and it, it's good to see them like maybe going through everyone and being like okay let's like seriously take a look at mccree or someone else and and look at like what we need to change now that this this and this is in the game um which i think is riot I think maybe patches too often sometimes over on that side, but I think it's a good thing that Riot does since League of Legends has like 140 champions in the game. I think you definitely need to touch up like a lot of champions every two weeks or whatever to make sure they're they're sticking with the current meta or whatever. So I think it's good to see more heroes being changed here and especially things like ammo and all these like it seems like little things about the hero that they're like, okay, well maybe we should change this up a little bit and this up. So I, I think it's super nice to see so far. And if we go no hero pools next year, I think these, this consistent of changes with to these many heroes will be more than fine to keep things interesting. So um, yeah, I think, I, I think with these changes, I would favor more no hero pools for sure. Because these are a lot of changes, so. Um, but besides besides that, we don't really have too much news. And next week on our podcast, we're gonna show you our playoff brackets. We're gonna show you what we what we think is gonna happen going into playoffs. Um, It'll be our playoff show. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't really have anything else for this episode. If you if you don't know the seedings or what's happening, um, it isn't this weekend. It is next weekend. Um, and they're playing a lot of games next weekend, uh, because they start on Thursday. We have some round one games, um, some play-in games, I guess, for NA and Asia. There's only, there's only, uh, three playing games for Asia, but there's a lot more for NA. Um, and then not only are we getting these play-in games, we're actually getting the, um, top eight for NA and the top four for, um, 
APAC are also starting up this weekend. Um, I think maybe just the first round. Uh, I'm, I am not exactly sure based off of what I'm seeing in the schedule, but I think it's just the first round of that top eight for NA um, and for APAC as well. And then the week after that, we'll go to um, the rest of those brackets, basically. And then two or three, uh, three weeks after three or four weeks, maybe, maybe an entire month. I can't remember. Somewhere around there, we get the actual grand finals, which, of course, if you didn't know, four people are making it to grand finals. So, um, we're not exactly getting a winner uh, out of these two brackets here. We're just getting two teams that get to move on to the actual finals themselves. Um, which I wonder if they're actually going to play like the final games, Joe, or if they're just going to um, basically say if you win the winner's bracket, you're going to Asia or you're going to the top four. And then if you win the loser's bracket, you're oh, going to the I top see. four. Um. I, I'm Matt. I, don't know, I mean, because I think they have to come up with a, a number one and number two seed yeah. in each region because then okay, yeah. they'll cross play. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. They'll pl- they'll play the game to decide who's one and who's two seed from that region. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Um, you can see all the seedings and stuff on on OverwatchLeague.com, but um, it should be a very exciting weekend uh, to come. But we still have another episode to come before that happens. So. Absolutely. Playoff special. Yeah, going to be exciting. Uh, anything else you want to mention, Joe, before we sign off here? Um, I don't think so. Um, teams are taking a uh, well-deserved week off because, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big weekend. <laughs> are we, a very big weekend. Excited to see Excited to see what happens. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter is at JWGeorgeIV. Joseph's at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. We have a show Twitter at On The Flank Show. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet us if you have any questions, any corrections you want to make. Uh, you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co. We're on iTunes. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. And we are on Google Play. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy a nice little week off for yourself as well. <laughs>